We're together. Surprise. Hello, 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 everyone. Look who else we have. We have Gabby. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Pardon Me, Alex, the only Lumberjack basketball podcast on the air and market. As you can see, we are together in my sunroom for probably the first time this season. I think so. I think so, too. Okay. Um, reason being is we have alumni events this weekend and starting tonight, so... Jacqueline came down early and yeah, so we figured we might as well just do it together and get this one over with out of the way so that we don't have to worry about it anymore and look ahead and look forward to tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's tomorrow's home game in the sawmill. So let's get it going. Let's get it going. That so, way we can just get it done and over with. Yeah, okay. we're, we're covering uh, the game from Saturday, February 10th. So we could go tomorrow. That was in Arlington at College Park Center is what UTA's uh, call thing is called. I will say it's a cool little area. Yeah, it's cool. It's like, I feel like, it, I mean, I would have yeah. to look up how many people it seats. It feels a, like it seats a lot less than the, our Coliseum. It is. It's just a different setup. But completely. they have some cool, like, new uh, luxury boxes. Yeah. That. So yeah. Neat. And just, like, the surroundings, like, downtown Arlington. I've never. Really cute. Yeah. yeah. The only place in Arlington I've been is literally to the Rangers new stadium. <laughs> so I had no idea uh, that little downtown Arlington was that kind of yeah. cute and nice. Yeah. yeah. So um, shout out to UTA for having like a really cool spot in downtown Arlington. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know what all was uh, going on that day for it, but when I rewatched the game at the beginning, because remember I was like, why are they wearing blue and we're wearing white? Because always right. the home team wears white. Right. And they said it it was Arlington Day, and that's why they were wearing their blues. So oh, that makes sense. I don't know what all events they had for Arlington Day, oh, but okay. Well, there you go. If anyone else was wondering, there you go. That makes sense now, because yeah, we were kind of confused why we were wearing white, but it's very confused. At least now we know. And yeah. then, of course, you know, uh, since we were wearing white, it makes sense that Keller would want to do a white out and ask all the fans to wear white. But it was also pouring rain. So not the best day to be wearing white. Yeah, not ideal. Not <laughs> ideal. Um, but we survived. Barely. We made it work. We did. Poor Jacqueline had to change clothes in the car. Yeah, it was not yeah. raining uh, when I got dressed. So I had on, like, white, little crisp white jeans and a cute white top and then I open the door and it's flooding and I was like oh, I better throw in the, the second um plan b option it's Got a good it. it's a good thing too I think plan b yeah. was a lot more comfortable too I'm sure yeah. yeah but you did look cute I will say but yeah maybe it, there's another white out because we've already had like five I feel yeah. like yeah why not throw one more in? why not why not so uh it's Gabby Yes, Thanks, Mark. Yes. Gabby is in the sunroom. You'll get so. better in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oops. I do that all the time. Okay, cool. So so we did have a little uh, pregame alumni event, so that was fun. Uh, we went yes, to Grease Monkey Burgers in Arlington, just only a few minutes away from UTA's Coliseum, uh, and we had a lot of fun people there. Uh, we had... A lot of people there too. Yeah, um, we did. We had a really good turnout. Great turnout. Um, Shout out to Matt. So we have Matt Adkins. Yeah, helped, you know, mostly kind of set stuff up and 
be the point person and run the thing. We got to see Matt Postens and hang out. Yep. Sean and Lisa Kennedy were there. Yep. Uh, Brett Foster was there. Bob Williams was there. We met a new friend, Vincent Adams and uh, his wife, Jerry. They were so fun. Uh, was, so fun. Yeah, which was really funny. Such a small world. So he he asked us if we knew the, the deacon of funk. And we're like, of course we do. Of course we uh, know the deacon. Are you kidding me? So I told him that, um, for anyone who doesn't know, that's <laughs> AKA Fleshy. Bless you, gosh, Alex is sneezing like Sorry, I don't usually use do that. Okay. So the, the Deacon of Funk, a.k.a. Alton Fraley, um, used to be on our Board of Regents at SFA, went to high school with my parents, um, known him forever. So, of course, then I text yeah. my mom, and I'm like, my parents, and I'm like, we just met someone who was Alton Fraley's frat brother at SFA, and my mom was cleaning out her library, so she proceeded to send us all sorts of fun little <laughs> snapshots from their uh high school yearbook so oh my god yeah to see fun. to see <laughs> to see Fraley <laughs> in his I just can't the swag the, the swag that man he still has swag let me say that but man he was he was looking fly AF yeah, in those yeah. I mean come on it's the 70s yeah. I mean he looked he looked great yeah. um well we got Kyle coming in hi Kyle we wish we were coming to Utah too yeah. it's just hard to come to Utah when we're trying to save money for Vegas. That's just the only hard thing. Yeah. If there's ever a Utah game at the very beginning of conference. Yeah, that would be ideal. That would be more doable. That way we could actually come up and, you know, spend time and spend the weekend. It's just hard when we're trying to get ready for Vegas. But yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll see you in Vegas. We're almost yeah. there. I don't know how. Yeah. Wait, what's my countdown to? I think it's like 20, 26. Oh, God. 26 days. I know, I know, I know. Super exciting. Yikes is right. Um, but we yeah. Saw, we saw some fun people at the game. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, so as, as soon as Alex and I went and uh, sat down, well, first of all, Charles' parents were there. So we were excited to see them. They're wearing their uh, silencer shirts yeah. uh, that we got them. Um, and then I looked over and I was like, it has to, I could tell it was some player's parents. And I looked at Alex and I said, that has to be Dave Young's mom. Cause it looks, he looks exactly like her. So. Yeah, you were spot on. Yeah. So whatever there, sure enough. So Dave Young's uh, mom and dad and two younger brothers were there. So that was fun. Got to chat with them a little bit. Super um, cute. Yeah. Well, and uh, one of my friends uh, from high school, Jacob Myers, who also happens to be Rob Myers nephew. Yeah. Uh, was at the game with his son. So probably haven't seen him since high school. So that was, that's so cute. A fun, quick little catch up. So yeah, there was a great little contingent of SFA fans there in Arlington supporting the Jacks, and honestly, very thankful for that. I know it's hard to get out to a game to come all the way down to Nacogdoches all the time. Um, there were some people there that that was their first game of the season was coming to the game in UTA. So I'm just glad that we were able to provide for them a little bit of a pregame activity. Um, and again, shout out to Matt and Brian and all the um, Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington peeps for putting that together. So that was, that was a great little time. Um, one last thing before we get started, my mom is going to drive me crazy and she's going to kick my ass if I do not mention the cute little sawmill oh. six man post today yes. um, of the guys visiting Magnolia court, which is one of the senior citizen kind of nursing communities, home, yeah. community center it's here. A retirement community <laughs> for anyone who's watched the Sopranos. You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Del Boca Vista. Yeah. It's like Del Boca Vista. It's a reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the boys went to go visit the Magnolia court residence 
yesterday for Valentine's Day. And because they had a little Valentine's Day dance. And there's a cute little video of Jelani dancing with one of the residents. And it's the cutest thing in the world. Um, So, yeah. I love that. I think that's the cutest thing. I love it, love it, love it. Um, So, yes. Shout out to them. Shout out to the boys. And it's almost six men for setting up stuff like that for them to do in the community. And now because of that, obviously those... Those little residents are just yeah. having the time of their life, and now they're really going to come and support the Jacks tomorrow. They, yeah. they have a whole bus. They're going to so pile sweet. in the bus and come and, and cheer on the Jacks tomorrow, which I think is adorable. So Love to see it. I do, too. That's the sweetest thing. Um, yes. Hello, Jose Pinones. Let's go, Jacks. <laughs> see you in Vegas. I'll believe it when we'll, I see it. Hold you to that. I, again. See what happens. I'll believe it when I see it. Jose. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna. I, I wouldn't hold my breath, brother. Okay, and we're good now. Let's, I would be surprised either way. Well, that's that's, that's true. If he if he shows up, it would 50, be 50. it is 50-50 with that boy. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'll give you all the general history background info. So going into this game, uh, we had 20 wins and 25 losses mm-hmm. in our matchups with UTA. Our last matchup was January of this year at home, and we won by 19 points, 92 to 73. Yep. The largest margin of victory we've had over them was 110 to 77 in 1995, and uh, the smallest was only by one point, 65 to 64 in 1997. So, well, I'll be darned. Interesting. Okay. So we've been playing. Yeah, we've been playing them for a while. (coughs) Sorry. Now I'm gonna cough. I seem to want to say that when way back when, when we were in the Lone Star Conference, maybe UTA was in the Lone Star Conference with us. I think but so too. I think that I could be wrong. I, I do remember that being a thing because whenever they joined the WAC, it was like, oh, now we're back in the conference with them again. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that checks out. Okay. So quickly going over the resume standings and the regular WAC standings. So we dropped a smidgen technically, if you want to be technical with it. We're still tied for fourth with CBU, um, but they just have a smidgen of a lead over us um, in the standings. So that's why it looks like we're in fifth place in the regular standings. Um, and then when it comes to the seating system update, we are still as of February 16th, just today. Um, we There hasn't been any movement because there hasn't been any games. So uh, we're still in fourth place, which is great. Um and somehow, I don't know why or how, but UT Arlington was right behind us, like with the same amount almost. And now they are at negative 1.41. They must have lost to someone on Thursday, I bet. Okay. They probably did. Okay. I'm sitting here yeah. thinking, what? Um, that's probably, that makes the most sense. Let me, let me look at their, uh, they did. They yeah, lost to Tarleton. Awesome. Okay. Um, and then it was at home, so that's yeah. why. Okay, there we go. Well, that solves that mystery. Um, so now we have, again, not very comfy cushion, but we do have a little bit more of a cushion there in fourth place in the in the seating process. But um, what I wouldn't give, what I wouldn't give to be on positive yardage right now. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Tomorrow may uh, may push us in that direction. So, okay. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed is right. All right, so we'll go into the game notes. So our starting lineup for this game was Matt, Trell, Jalil, Frank, and Clayton. 
We did lose in overtime, 71 to 63, and their attendance was 2,393. Um, so we never had the lead during this game, but the score was tied twice. Um, it was. Obviously, it was tied at least once because we went to overtime. Yeah. Um, our field goal percentage was 38.2. Our three-point percentage was 6.7. I have no words for that one. Free throw percentage is 74.1. Hey, that's Our, good. Yeah, which is decent. I'll take that, considering the other percentages. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, points in the paint, we had 38 points off turnovers. <laughs> we had 21. Second chance points, 12. Fast break, only eight. Bench points, 18. We did have 36 rebounds, uh, which... Oh, well, they have 40, so we'll just take that back. Uh, we had 11 <laughs> offensive boards and 25 defensive boards. We had 19 fouls, um, which they had 28, so. Yeah, they had a lot more fouls than we did, but. We had a lot less fouls. Um, we had that us, though. 20 turnovers. They had 22. We had 10 steals, five blocks, and here are our game leaders. We had uh, Matt with 18.7 rebounds, one steal. We had Terrell with 14 points, three rebounds, three steals, two assists. We had Jalil with 11 points, five rebounds, three blocks, one assist. And Cece was this close to a double-double, nine points, nine rebounds, two steals, one assist. Yeah. Woo, dog. That just makes me irrationally angry because I do think we had a decent game. I mean, it wasn't like it was a complete and utter blowout, obviously. We took them to overtime. Yeah. But it's just a comedy of errors, I feel like. Um, All right, player of the game, Jacqueline, who'd you say? I got to go with Matt on this game. Yeah. Um, He was all over the floor on, you know, like we brag about every game, several different things. Uh. I agree. He um, had some great fast breaks. Yeah. He was doing well on his free throws. He was 100% for four. Um, seven of 17 from the field, high scoring, mm, seven rebounds. I mean, he was everywhere. He was everywhere. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I 100% agree with the mat, um, but I'm going to go with somebody different because just because I don't know. Uh, uh, I hope I know who you're going to say, because I'm going to agree as a second place. Okay. CC. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I haven't called him a bad, bad man in a while, but this game, yeah, Saturday, yeah. he got it. I, I I called him a bad, bad man multiple times, because he, he just brought it back. I don't know. He was looking great. He was looking fire. And again, like Jacqueline said, he almost had a double-double. Um, he was rebounding all over the place. He, again, just like with Matt, he's a guy that you can guarantee will be all over the court, rebounding, playing defense, trying to get a layup into the paint. I mean, he's everywhere. Um, In this game, he's been kind of quiet a little bit for the past maybe couple weeks or so, but this game he really, really, really contributed, and I am very, very proud of him. I'm not saying Terrell and Jalil didn't have great games as well. They did. We love that Terrell – had a decent scoring game, especially with his parents in uh, the in the stands. But CC for me, he just really he he really was putting his body on the line and putting his the team on his back the best he could. I agree completely. Yeah. So a, a few of my little 
Bragg's Pizza Strength. I have a mat. Um, so uh, Frank got a great seal to get Matt a fast break. Uh, just his general great drives defense as usual. Yeah. <clears throat> what I did forget to include on CC stats is that he had two blocks. Um, so like a, like we were saying, he had, so he had some great steals. He had one block that I put great block in all caps. That's when he got the bad, bad man uh, from Alex. Yeah, that block um, was disgusting again. <laughs> yeah, he was just, he was in the background doing all of the things that needed to be done the whole game. He was. Um, he was he was doing his best yeah. to keep us in the game the yeah. entire time. Um, just really, really good basketball from CC. Very proud of him. And I think he only had one foul. Yeah, one foul. The whole game. Very nice. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. <laughs> for Especially for getting two blocks in there. Usually when you, I mean, usually when he's blocking, he, he gets a foul, so. Um, both of those blocks counted. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about trail for a sec. Since oh, he's our yeah. next high score. So he did make one three that was like all the way to the logo, right? Yeah. Right out of halftime. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Just per usual, his, uh, ability to bring the ball down the court. And like we said, the last game, still be able to create himself shots, drive, go one-on-one, get several rebounds, steals. Yes. Yeah everything and i'm glad he had a really good game while his parents were there too i'm sure he'll probably disagree with that but um but we think but we i I think he did i mean it wasn't again you're in hostile territory you're you're not the home team you're you're already playing at a disadvantage for having two guys not in the game Mm -hmm. you know and and plus you're playing a position that isn't necessarily your natural position yeah you know so you're still getting used to that um and i will give him props he was our only made three the whole game yeah. So thank you, Chow. That's where we got the 6.7% or whatever it was. Yeah. One out of 15. Not ideal, but shout out to Trial for getting the one three of the whole game. Uh, Trial also had, I mean, he was almost 100% with his free throws. Yeah. Um, I think he missed one, maybe. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll brag. Bra- I can't talk today. I'll brag on two little can I. It's fine. Um, I mean, I sound like a 50 year old smoker, so it's fine. So uh, Jalil, like I said, he had 11 points, five rebounds, two blocks, one assist. Um, he had a lot of great just, like, uh, one-off moves. Um, let's see. Uh, well, my first laugh was I didn't notice this in person because it was on the opposite end of the court from us. Okay. But uh, he went out of bounds to try to save a ball, and he plowed Hunter over. Did he? Taking oh, pictures. No. And then he, like, immediately helped him up. But it was like, I mean, you could see it slow motion coming. He, like. Took Hunter out. Oh God! I was standing over him and picked him up. Oh no! I, you know, I hate that happened, but I really hope Hunter was taking pictures during that. I would love to see if there's a video or pictures that he has of just Jaleel coming straight for him. I have to text him and ask him. I think it'd be funny. Uh, That would be funny to see, honestly. Let's see. Kimo gave a spectacular alley to Jaleel. He Um, did. He did. Let's see. uh, Jaleel had some. He had a nice putback that led to an and one. He had a massive dunk back door that was just beautiful. See, I love when we do the dunk back doors. I hate it when other people do it on us. Man. Yeah. Um, I also thought Kimo played great this game. Um, he had some great. great drive attempts. And one, he kind of lost it, but he got the ball back. He had a great drive, and he got the and one opportunity. Didn't make the free throw, but um, – Getting to the line, getting them a foul, and making that shot was great. Like I said, he gave the uh, alley to Jalil. Um, Frank had a nice little drive and floater that I specifically noted. Yeah. 
And Miles got some good minutes. He he took a great drive to draw the foul and then made both of his free throws. So uh -huh. I agree. I agree. Um let's see here. We already talked about CC, um, talked about Frank, talked about Chalil. I think that was it. Any more? So I have two overall uh good notes. Okay. So we did we forced more turnovers in the first half than they made in the last game total. Because in the first half, we forced them, I think, 11 yeah. turnovers or 12. And they only had, like, 11 the whole last game. Uh, so that was really great. I love and that. Then, That's good. And then if you all remember, so the, the first time that we played them at home, they were missing two of their best players. They were. Yeah. And we beat them by 19. And then we played them on the road, missing two of our best players. They had their two back. And we only lost by eight. So... Or however many it was. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in it's the end, it's I feel point. like we won and we took them to overtime. So. Yeah. It may not have shown up on the scoreboard, but I still think it was a decent and, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, moving on. Here we go, guys. Get her done. With the airing of grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. All right. <sighs> okay. Grievances must happen. They do. Sorry. I, I mean, it's hard. I hate I hate doing grievances during a loss because I don't want this to sound like a bashing party. Yeah. Um, this is just my my overall, uh, and this is what I said after the game: that the team with the most points wins. And we just we just I don't think there was like anything specifically that we were doing terribly or like any one player that had a bad game. Our shots just weren't falling. They were. I mean, that was um, my main. I literally wrote two comments about this whole game. Um, the whole interaction with the refs, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that. yeah, but also just lots of missed buckets. Like there really isn't, like you said, a major, like a specific person. It was just the fact all across the board, just a lot of missed buckets, a lot of missed easy buckets, um, by everybody. Yeah. Everybody's at, oh, Jesus. <laughs> almost had the geriatric dog fall on the court. Oh um, my God, Gabby. Yeah. So, I mean, the first five minutes of the game, we only had two points. Yeah. Uh, I, I read all our, our shooting percentages. Field goal at 38 is just not ideal, and three point at 6.7. That's really not ideal. It's, it's not good. That's not good. I can deal with the 38. Not great, but I can deal right. with it. Yeah. But the six, not great. It's just not good. And I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You know what I mean? Like, Know. You know this. This is nothing new. Um, I forgot. Well, I put one of my feats of strength under my grievances column. Sorry, Jelani got a really good putback dunk. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. Jelani. Sorry, I forgot. Sorry, that. Jelani. Um, my other thing is it was just, you know, I I hated that we had so many guys and, well, not a lot, just a couple guys in foul trouble. I mean, including Trell fouling out. That's why he didn't play as many minutes as uh, he normally does because he fouled out. He had five fouls. Um, Clayton had four and he only played for six minutes. Yeah, that's not optimal. Uh, no, I, I will say their foul trouble was a lot worse than ours. Let's see, it they was. Had, they had three players with four fouls and three players with three fouls. Which you can't tell me that any of those players with four fouls, and that this, this is what brings me to the refs. You can't sit there and tell me that any of those players that had four fouls didn't foul within the last, yeah, like. Yeah. 
were living there. They had four fouls, like almost going one, into the second yeah, half. Yeah, one. I know for sure one of them had at least three because he. That's what I'm saying. Almost the whole first half. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that at no point during them being in the game, or let me look down here. Um, I mean, like number two, Williams. He played for 25 minutes, had four fouls. Uh, you mean uh, yeah, no, not you. Sorry. Shamar Wilson, same thing, four fouls. Uh, number 11, Karoma, four fouls. No, I just, there's, to me, there's no way. Because a lot of them had those four fouls for a long time. A long time. I agree. There's just no way. Um, and then that brings us to the interactions with, with, with the refs. Like, as you might have saw, if you were watching the game, we were sitting directly behind the team like we normally do and man oh man could we hear the conversations between Keller and the refs or lack of because they just refused to speak to him and when they did they had no answer for him so if y'all if y'all uh y'all know I don't ever tweet so no. when, I, when I do it's uh it's noteworthy especially when you tweet about the refs literally <laughs> re refs if you're going to say to the coach, I'm not sure, when asked about a call that you just made, you better check that tape. So they called, and I made sure to watch this part when I rewatched the game, just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yes, well, yes. So Jelani and someone else, can't remember who, uh, were trapping one of their players on the baseline right in front of our bench, as Alex said. So yep. they were directly in front of us. Directly. I mean, not even 10 feet away from no, us. No, I could... So I felt like I had seen all there was to see, but I still wanted to, I wanted to check the tape to make sure. Um, the refs call out of bounds. Uh, the kid like falls out of bounds. Um, and here's exactly what happened. Jelani, which was no different than like what I thought it was. Jelani, after, you know, the ref called it out of bounds on them, right. he turns to our guys on the bench and is like, yeah. Well, he's kind of standing over the dude because the dude's just falling out of bounds. Like, that's just where he happened to be standing. And I guess the dude thought he was, like, jabbering to him. But it's yeah. very clear that he wasn't. So the dude gets up and gets in his face and starts talking. And the ref calls a double tech. And as all of us, uh, we got the same view Keller did. Keller's asking the ref, like, what did he say? What happened? And the ref's like, I'm not sure. He legitimately said that. Verbatim. Verbatim. I'm not, I'm not sure. But like, you're the one who just called it. Double tech. We all heard it. We all heard it. We're not making this up. If we turn to any of the people that were sitting beside us, next to us, they'll say the same thing. Like I'll call Matt, I'll call Matt Posens right now. Ask him the same thing. It was the wildest thing I've ever seen and heard in my life. The fact that a ref legitimately says when a coach is asking him, why did you call the foul? Why did you give him the tech? And he legitimately says, I'm not sure. It's the wildest thing, honestly, I've ever witnessed what? from all of the games what? I've watched from like a referee adjacent standpoint, because as I've said many times, they're not perfect. They're human. No. I get it. But at that point, like if you don't know, you got two options and neither one of them is saying, I'm not sure. You either ignore the coach and just don't respond and fake it till you make it. Correct. Or you go check the tape. Correct. If you think you might be wrong. But you don't stand there and willingly tell the coach when he says, why did you just call a double tech on my guy? What did he say? And say, 
you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Just because I felt like it. That's not what you say. That's not what you say. And then you wonder why Coach is, like, livid. And then in the next bed, dead ball, he's, like, wanting to talk to one of the refs. And they're just literally all huddled up on the opposite Opposite side of the court, court, right behind the UTA team, literally not giving two shits what Keller wants, why he wants to talk to them. Well, it makes them look scared. Yeah. And, like, they they don't have the – well, they have nothing. Y'all, y'all hear me preach about this. It's like it they they have to show authority over the game. And by doing that, like you just shot yourself in the foot because now you you blatantly tell the coach, I don't know why I called that. It makes but I'm not gonna do anything about it. No and then when he sense. wants to chat with you about it, you go stand at the other end like you're too scared to to answer him because you already just made yourself look stupid. You did you did, um, you did. I, it, it, it's just, it's, it's just like wild one oh one. What's the saying? Uh, rather let someone assume you're an idiot than open your mouth and prove them right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. basically what that was. He would have been better off just not saying anything. Yeah. Like, why, why, you idiot? Because now, now you have all of the people that heard you. You have the coach that heard you. You have Chauncey Keller who heard you, who's now going to be up your ass more than she already is. Same thing with everybody else. Like, why would you do that? You're dumb. I'm sorry. That was the dumbest thing you possibly could have said and done. And that wasn't the only time. Um, There was at least one other situation um, is either a turnover, foul, something less major. Um, It wasn't a technical but still, it was like called a foul on one of the guys, and Keller's asking why. What did he do? And they just continually say, "Oh, I'm not sure. I didn't call the foul." Why say anything? Yeah. Again, you better go find out why the foul was called. Like, why would you? Or just not say anything. Ignore. Yeah. Just ignore him. Ignore him. But you're making yourself look like an idiot, and it's not a good look. It's just not a good look. And here's yeah, here's my other major complaint on the rest of this game. Actually, my first question is this. How dare you? Whose ass is their coach kissing to not get text my ever? God. Because yes. out of the two games that we played in this season, he should have gotten a tech both games and didn't even get a, so much as a warning. No. Or, a, or even a look or like a hey, pipe oh, down. Coach. Nothing. Nothing. So like, and seeing that he did that in both of the games that we played, I have no doubt that this is an every game occurrence. Yes. So reminder, refresher, when we played them at home, this is the coach who yelled, blow your your effing effing whistle whistle at the ref, but said the F word and didn't even get a look. Loudly. Very loudly. Like, I mean, we could hear it and he was on the opposite end of the court. Yeah. Um, God himself heard him. And this game, he gets mad about what I don't even remember, but I did rewatch it. He literally storms out of his box to like mid court, hits the scorers table, and this is uh, this is how dramatic it was, and this is what the their announcers said as a like trying to gloss it over. Give me a fucking break. They did say that he hit the scorers table, but they said his sheet deflected out onto the court. (laughs) He slammed his hand so hard down on that scorers table that his little like. whatever, uh, scouting sheet, like, flew out onto the court. And the refs didn't even acknowledge it. I mean, just 
but still yelling at the refs. I don't, doesn't, oh, oh my God. Give me a break, dude. Who are you paying? Who are you kissing? Who are you making out with? Who are you stepping? I would love to know because if Keller did that, let's just, if any other ref did that or, or, or a coach did that, they would have been teed up immediately. 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 Especially having a temper tantrum over on the side and literally slamming shit on the ground and shit's flying through the air. And you're hitting the scorer's table? Like, they didn't do anything. That too. So they're trying to do their job. I remember the one time Keller got so angry. So angry. When he broke his board. <laughs> when he broke his board. Broke his board. And there's another time where he got so irritated and, and frustrated when we were playing Lamar in Beaumont. He literally scratched, his own, scratched his own face and started bleeding down his face. And then he took off his jacket and chunked it across the court. That was a rough one. That was a rough one, but it was. We were there for yeah. every excruciating minute. It was. Um but still, like, do you not think there was any sort of, like, repercussion for that? Sure shit was. Like, come on. Come on. Uh, let's see. Tammy commented. I love that atmosphere at UTA. Very loud. Close to the court. Great place to watch basketball. I will say, yes, it was. Um, but so tired of the unexplainable fouls. It disrupts the joy of watching the game. I can't imagine how the players and coaches feel. They're stealers of joy. They are. And it just messes up the flow of the game. And it's like, I understand letting them play to a point. And then, of course, you have to take control of the game, make sure people don't get hurt and this, that, and the other. But, I mean, and it's just it's just also very frustrating when they're not calling the same foul on both ends of the court. Yeah. You know, if we foul a guy, okay, call the foul. I'm not saying don't. He obviously made a mistake. But when the same exact play happens on the other side of the court against the Jacks and you don't call it, that's where it gets very frustrating for everybody. I agree. And that happened a lot at this game. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And they had no problem having side conversations with their head coach. All Man, the they went over. They were, yeah. when he, he came straight up to them, right up into their face, right as they're going into halftime. It was just like yelling in their face. Nothing. Nada. Good God if Keller did that. Bing. Yeah. It wouldn't happen the other way. It wouldn't. And that's just, I think that's just the main thing. Like, if you're going to give one coach all of this leeway, you should return the favor and, and do it for the other yeah. coach as well. It's just kind of, it's just, it's just normal. Normal BS. Wild. I know. Um, okay. Some overarching grievances, and well, we kind of talked about it when we went through the, the stats. Um, Not a cookie, I'm so mad. We just, we just weren't scoring enough. Uh, the, no. The starting off going five full minutes, only two points, no good. The first half, we were zero of seven. That's not bad. Three. Yeah. Ugh, I mean, just painful. Um, so just it just wasn't a good shooting day, and whoever scores the most wins, and that was yeah. us. Um, I mean, but, we had players that played, you know, upper 20s, 30 minutes, and didn't even score double-digit points. I mean, we had we had Nana. Again, you know how much we love Nana, but it's just, I mean, it's a fact. He paid 20 minutes and didn't score a single bucket, which is so, so unlike him. him. Yeah, because the last game he had a big game. They just shut us down in the most crucial spots, points in the paint. 
You know, I mean, how many did we have? 38. That's decent. Okay. Oh, what I was thinking of was bench points. Sorry. Bench points. Yeah. I mean, normally our bench points are up in the 30s as well. 30s or 40s, for goodness sakes. And, I mean, they shut us down completely when it came to our bench points. I mean, Clayton, again, six minutes, four fouls, zero points. Um, I mean, even CeCe, you know how much he's my player of the game. I love him. But he played 37 minutes and only scored nine. Yeah, it's almost – yeah. Yeah. I mean – but I still think he had a great game. That's why he was my player of the game, but minus the score side of it. Yeah. Um, I think the main two things were the, the overall shooting. And yeah. then we, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what we were doing on inbounds this game. Mm. And we may perhaps need to have an inbounds only practice because yeah. we had multiple five second calls on the inbounds or yeah. we let them steal it. And they got a fast break. Yeah. And let's see what their fast break points were. Oh, only seven. Seven. It felt I like a lot. it happened multiple times. We got we got a five second call on the inbounds at least twice in the second half, and at least once they stole it and had a best break. Yeah, um, which is just not good. Uh, my grievances on their announcers. So I think they did have. I feel like one of their announcers was decent, and one was not at all. Yeah, um, but uh, one of them called Nana Boisiario. Ooh, not um, even close. I was like, I mean, I get it's a difficult name, but throwing the R instead of the K is the Again, big, adding big consonants and vowels where they don't belong. Um typical. One of their uh one of their announcers one time, so it was it was a call where I believe it was Matt. Um they called a block on the defensive player when he was driving in. One of their announcers is like, well, yeah, that was just really a 50-50 call there. And, uh, you know, just really the 50-50 calls should go to the home team or the player who sacrificed his body. And I'm like, uh-huh. do you know anything about refereeing? Because clearly if not. it's on a drive and it's a toss-up, like default goes to the offensive player, not the – What? Because, like, as the, as the defensive player – the the weight is on you to show that you have position. Like right. it, it doesn't go to the home team or the guy who sacrificed his body. I was like, you are a moron. Stop talking. What kind of um, bullshit is that? I don't know. Just make uh, it stuff up, dude. And then yeah, I was like, that's not in the referee's handbook, but cool. Uh, <laughs> and then there was another opportunity. There was another uh My God. whatever point during the game where yeah. I'm assuming the same the same announcer because he was just all over the place uh, said something about pointing out that UTA had a lot more fouls than us. And he felt it was just uneven, which I expect to hear them say, God bless. Um, but I actually was happy when the other announcer was like, well, I actually kind of disagree with you because I think since uh, Stephen F. Austin for one plays such tough defense, yeah, I think that reflects well on them that they don't have as many fouls. And I think it reflects well on how they've been playing offense because they've been like taking advantage of the UTA players being in foul trouble and taking it to them and driving in. And I was like, okay, we'll see. You know how to watch. Why can't this guy be the the commentator and the other guy just do some color? You know how to watch basketball because that was the thing. Their dudes, multiple of their dudes got in foul trouble early. Right. And we did the smart thing of trying to take it to those dudes. So yeah. How you play the game, Just Taya. didn't turn out in our favor because they, again, you can't tell me that we had, that they had three dudes and fa- for four fouls and not a single one of those guys 
fouled at any certain point for the whole entire second half. I know. Give me a break. Oh, give me a break. Anyway, um, I'm I I mean, I have nothing else to say. I don't I don't want to dwell on it anymore because it's just frustrating AF to have to sit there. Mainly, I mean, I'm not frustrated with the team. Like, I mean, they played the best they could, obviously, just a lot of missed buckets and it's, it's just been a rough couple weeks here. Um, about to get rougher. So y'all please show up Saturday. It's working at home because they're about to have a long and difficult road gang stint. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to bring that up, Jacqueline. Um, it, you know, the game on the game on Saturday, the game tomorrow, um, the game tomorrow is versus um, ACU. ACU, which as we Who well knows? know, is an absolute thorn in our side constantly. Um, Abilene Christian this year is currently, um, trying to remember what like seventh or something. I think so. I, I deleted, not deleted, but I exited out of the, uh, the, the whack standings. Um, but I can bring it back really fast. It's just important because again, like they're always, 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 always playing us difficult. They're always, um, they're they're just a hard team to play. They are, and our our playing styles are so similar that um, yeah, it's always an evenly matched yeah. thing, no matter where we're both ranked at the time. You know, oh for sure, for sure. Well, I don't know what else I was going to say for them to come up. Um, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Kind of. Let me just click on that, like Christian. There we go. Um, God, dog it. That's not what I wanted. Hold on a second, people. Memento <laughs> What in the? Okay, there we go. All right. The WAC website needs an overhaul. Just gonna say that it's not very user friendly. Let me just throw that out there. Um, so yeah, ACU is towards the bottom of the the pack uh, standings wise, but again, don't let that fool you. They are a very difficult team to play. Um, if you remember, we played them already once this year at Abilene, and we lost it overtime. So they're a hard team to play. They're very difficult. Like Jacqueline said, we have very similar styles, especially on defense. Um, so we really, 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 really need everyone that they, we can to come and support the Jacks tomorrow. Um, we'll have a nice little alumni contingent because we have our ambassador assembly tomorrow morning. Um, and as soon as that's over, uh, we basically have a small window for lunch and then we go directly to the game. So um, we'll have at least 50 or so alumni coming. Please, I'm begging you from the bottom of my heart. It's a two o'clock game. You don't have much going on tomorrow except for Mardi Gras at the brewery. And you can go after. I am. I'm, I'm taking the two hours away from what I would normally be doing at work at the brewery to come and watch the Jacks. Like, if I can do it, you can do it. So um, then you have plenty of time for post-game revelry and drinks at the brewery afterwards because we're going to be celebrating a W. I always like to do like that. Oh, that's true. That's better. I don't know why. That's just better. That's just a W. There we go. There we go. I like that too. That was good. Okay. So after that game though, Jacqueline's right. We have a really rough four game road, four game road uh, trip. 
Um, after we play our uh, Abilene Christian tomorrow, we go to Seattle U. Um, on Thursday, the 22nd, we play Utah Valley on February 24th. We play California Baptist on February 29th and then Grand Canyon on March 2nd. And that's the last road game before we come home for two more games at home. So, again, we really, really, really need to support our Jacks during this time. 100%. It is going to be a wild ending to the season. Whew. Anyhow. Okay. So, game tomorrow, 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Be there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to mention about the game tomorrow. Um, we didn't do our word, word one word. Oh shit, we didn't. Well, okay, to one the game. one word to describe the game. You're right. Oh my gosh, this. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, well, it, was a, it was a good first half of the day, and then I'm gonna yeah. say stormy. I was I was thinking something weather related too, and I was gonna say dreary. Um, okay, that'll do. It was a dreary yeah, day. It was a dreary day. Both but, in and out. But like you were saying, it was so maybe also bittersweet because it was a very good start of the it day. It was a great we start. Had some a good time. Great, like yeah. alumni fellowship and one of the guys' parents were at the game, and yeah, it was all very fun. That um, was great. Yeah, um, our best. No, we just didn't score the most points. That's as simple as I can make it. Yeah, we just got to make buckets. Just got to make buckets. That's all we need. We could just find a way to, like, make buckets. My God, we're going to be smitten. Kitten. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stay with my stormy. It was, it was stormy. It was a stormy day. It was raining all pretty much almost all the way to Very and bad. from yeah. Dallas. Um and of course it was just a stormy game on the court too it was just there were moments of the light rain then there was moments of like absolute downpour so and the clouds look like they start to clear a little then, bit and then came back in and just yeah. bulldozed us right and you know <laughs> it was looking good at the end we almost had an opportunity to win in regulation which i think if we would have won in regulation um Obviously, I think that was our chance. That was our chance. Yeah. yeah. Going into overtime is not great for us. Um, we haven't done great in overtime situations. I think out of the couple games we've gone to overtime, I think we've only maybe since Duke. Yeah. I think we've only won like a couple of those OT games. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's our words and we're sticking to them. That's pretty much it. That's it. Okay, so reminders again. Game tomorrow at 2 o'clock in the sawmill. Hope to see everybody out supporting the Jacks, wearing your purple, wearing your white, wearing your black, whatever color. I don't care at this point. Just wear SFA stuff. Um, so tomorrow at the sawmill at 2. And then, like we said, we go on a long four-game road trip. And so there will be a lot of watching from home, watching from the brewery type situations so which will be kind of sad for a few weeks i hate yeah. that but it is what it is remember you can always listen to rob you can on q107 live and then if you want to hear their announcers you can watch it back on espn plus and listen to that you can but this you can is... use the q107 app and listen to rob live you can this is all very true 
very true. Which you should do. That's very true. You should do it. A um, couple of reminders before we sign off. Of course, go check out uh, the Sawmill Six Man website at sawmillsixman.com. Uh, that's the NIL collective that Jacqueline and I both support. Um, and this collective obviously is for specifically the sawmill one is for uh, the lumberjacks. There are other areas and entities in that same kind of vein for other areas, other sports and athletics at SFA. Uh, but the, of course, the one that we support is for the guys basketball team. So if you love lumberjack basketball and want to support, uh, go and check out sawmill six man and, you can contribute as little as five dollars a month to a hundred dollars plus. So whatever you can, whatever you can contribute is helpful. Uh, another thing we want to remind you to do is go in and check out my plates. As you can see, scrolling there on the bottom, it's an easy and fun way to support your SFA athletics as well. If you're interested in getting a my plate for your car, a brand new cool license plate that's SFA themed. Um, all you have to do is go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks and you can get a cool license plate like Jacqueline and I have. Um, and let me tell you, you're easy to spot. I forgot this the other day. I was, oh, no, I was driving through Tyler and I, I see a car turn in front of me and I was like, there's Tuttle <laughs> with his teak SFA plate. Oh, yeah. It is funny because now I, you get to recognize people's plates and then you know exactly who they are. Yeah, because yeah, you notice that Tuttle's. I always see Gary Lee around town, yeah. and I know it's exactly it's Gary Lee's car because of his my plate. Um, I'm everybody knows my plate. Literally, I had a comment the other day from from somebody who's like, every time I see your car, I know it's you clearly because if you're my plate, and I just giggle because it's me, Alex. I'm like. I, it wasn't my, tr that was the best idea we had was to split it that way. And it made the most sense. So yeah, I couldn't have split it. You couldn't have split it any other way. So that's just how it worked out. But, but yeah, um, we love seeing all of the purple on the highways with our, my plates. And so if you also want to be cool like us and support the Jacks um, and, and keep in mind this, uh, when you support the uh, SF athletics through my plates, this goes to the whole athletics fund. It's not just basketball. So. Um, keep that in mind as well. And then lastly, anytime you're in Nacogdoches or outside of Nacogdoches, if you can find it, make sure that you support the SFA Athletics Department as well by drinking a Fredonia beer, specifically Purple Lights. Anytime you drink a Purple Lights can or a draft, that money, a portion of that money obviously goes to the brewery, which is good for us because we work there. Um, and of course, you're supporting a lot of small business, but you're also supporting SF Athletics as well because they also get a portion of those sales. So support SFA, support the Lumberjacks, support small businesses by drinking a Purple Light. <laughs> Gabby's getting tired. <laughs> Did you see her? She just yawned. Well, excuse me, ma'am. We're boring her. <sighs> She's geriatric. Pardon She's me. Goodness gracious. Well, same, but not geriatric. Um, anyway, uh, that's it. So... Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, if you missed it, you can obviously go back and watch it again from the beginning or listen on Spotify or any other podcast platform out there. You can you can listen to us on there. Um, we always appreciate you listening and supporting us. And as always, X and Jacks. Without some Jacks. And Gabby.